This is exactly right. Hey, boo! It's me, Roz. You guys, I am joined by an icon on today's episode, Raja, Raja Gemini. Or just Raja. Raja is so incredible, and um, you'll hear from this. I I actually don't know Raja, and it's, it's weird that I don't, but she was very instrumental in my my young days uh, pre being a drag performer and I would go see her and I remember thinking that is the most beautiful human being I have ever seen in person and yes I do have a mirror and I just to me she's just the epitome of cool and then she went on to do drag race she won RuPaul's Drag Race season three and she's also hilarious and it has some ghost stories. So we recorded this about a month ago, and uh, you're really gonna enjoy this, I think, because she comes, she comes correct with these uh, stories today. And I got a good one for you next week. Oh, podcast is going well over here. I love it when people send me ghost stories, and uh, I I don't. I haven't lately I haven't been reading that many because I haven't been getting that many written out and it's okay I'm sure you guys are very busy but if you have one you know you could always email me at ghostedbyrouse at gmail.com or leave it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts but here's one that I uh, recently noticed this one came from I want to say their name is Lise and it says hi Roz was listening to your February 4th show with Jess Ambrose. Oh, love her. You're discussing never seeing ghosts from the waist down. Well, one time I was walking my dog, Tyler, and glanced up to see an old high back wooden chair all by its lonesome on the corner. In San Francisco, finding abandoned furniture is one of the best ways to acquire nice, New for you pieces. I considered picking it up, but something odd caught my eye. Movement, a fluttering in the breeze. Closer now, I saw a pair of legs draped in pattern, loose, flowing pants seated in the chair. It wouldn't seem strange if there'd been someone sitting there. There wasn't. I could see the chair through the pants. I was transfixed, thrilled, unnerved as I circled the chair, with the transparent lower torso and legs still visible. I watched them move and the fabric ripple. I took a photo. Empty chair. Sigh. I decided not to bring it home with me. The chair was gone and possibly rehomed the next day. You know what that kind of reminds me of is um, in Beetlejuice when there's like the the waiting room and there's that woman and she's like got her legs and then she's like the the upper half. They're like separated and there's just like two legs just like sitting there. Um, that's a, an amazing story. Thanks for sending me that. And I love the gorgeous pants. Maybe they were... Uh, some type of pantaloon or a, a palazzo pant. Gorgeous. Uh, guys, I want to hand it on over to our episode today. Of course, if you want to hear a little extra, you can always go to patreon.com slash to hear Raja's thoughts on some unexplained phenomena, including Ouija boards and sleep paralysis and, you know, that kind of stuff. Other than that, it is time for my conversation with winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 3, Raja Gemini. On with the show! Oh my god, 
I am starstruck because I am joined by Raja. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. You're starstruck? I love that. I love when people are Raja, starstruck. You don't even understand. First of all, you're one of the <laughs> few people that I I've weirdly, I don't think, ever worked with. No, I know I've never worked with you because I would have absolutely remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean so much to me. Aww. Seriously. I, I even during the pandemic, and I know this isn't like super cute to say, but I was having moments where I was like, I don't miss drag at all. And then I started listening to your podcast with Delta Work called Very That and you guys reminiscing and having fun. It felt like I was like in a dressing room. You guys were talking about places I used to go to and I would see you guys when I was like, that's what I want to be one day. I want to be like them. Uh It brought me back so much and has given me literally life back (laughs) into my love for drag. And I truly give the two of you... uh, like I put that on the two of you to that have done that for me. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. I love that because, you know, like, uh, like what you were saying, it's like, uh, um, it, it does kind of feel like being in a dressing room because that to me, like when I do a drag show, the dressing room is the most important and the funnest part of the evening. I don't think right. people, people really don't get to indulge in the show that is the dressing room itself. And that, that in itself should be its, its own thing. But yeah, I think um, it's it's also kind of healthy for me and Delta to, to have those nostalgic moments and get to talk about things in the past because it um, not only shows us where we've come along, but it also kind of, you know, it, it just reminds us of our roots and why we love what we do and the friendships that we made and, you know, and the camaraderie and the gossip and the and the friendships and the alliances that that you make along the way. So that that's been really important you know so yes. but i appreciate that i really appreciate hearing that from you like i said i love it when people are starstruck because i fucking worked hard for people to be starstruck <laughs> <laughs> for decades sis no i was just gonna ask well, you gonna... what pronouns you prefer to be um to be called by um, I go by she. Okay. I mean, people could say they, Roz. I'm not a big he. I don't like he, but um, yeah, she. Yeah, Roz, I, I'm not whatever. a I'm not a big he either, but I'll accept it. I'm not I'm not mad at it because I, I I have definitely embraced uh, the masculine parts of me. Uh, my pronoun is is thou. Actually, I would like to be referred to as thou. Oh, so fancy, Roz. Very Shakespearean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to hear um, if thou will tell us <laughs> about uh, your 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 paranormal relationship. I want to know. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, mm-hmm. what do you believe when it comes to this kind of spooky stuff? Or is it spooky to you? It's both. I don't really actually know what I believe. Um, just up on a personal note, um, death has been a recurring conversation a lot within my friend groups, mainly because our parental figures, my mother, my best friend's grandmother who raised him, um, and then I also have another bestie who lives in Hawaii. His mother is going through, um, you know, this this hospice care, which essentially in medical terms means it's sort of the the end of life, you know, mm-hmm. so, and, um, and, and, and there's different levels of care that are given to people as they become more and more ill. And as they start um, preparing themselves for the next realm. So uh, this conversation lately has been very, very much death. We've been talking about death, but um, first of all, my experience with death is I'm not afraid of it. Um, I have experienced so much because I am of a generation where death was quite common, especially in the queer community. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm a generation. What the fuck do they call us? X? Gen X. I'm Gen X. X. Oh my uh-huh. god, that's like practically a boomer. But you know, um, so I, 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 I have friends who've died for various reasons. Um, those including AIDS and. Um, uh, drug addiction. Uh, I worked in nightlife, so it just it just became a very very common conversation. And 
now when I talk about death, I don't really have a fear in the conversation because I, I, I I'm not afraid of it. So it is, it is, is that a spiritual thing? It is a spiritual thing. Yeah. And I, and, and I also grew up in a, a big chunk of my childhood was st- spent in Indonesia and they have a very interesting view of death and different rituals that they use within the, the various, um, uh, the various, uh, you know, Indonesia is, is quite vast. It's not just one singular culture. It's many, many, many different languages, many foods, many, you know, cultures on its own. And each 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 Indonesian cultural or, or culture has its own way of dealing with death. So that, that part for me um, has always been both mystery, intriguing, and now in my age, something that I am not afraid of. So I'm not even afraid of the lingering spirits that could perhaps be around me because I don't know. I'm still figuring it out, you know, because we never really know what's on the other side. We don't, we don't, we can, we can make the assumptions and uh, we can use our spiritualities and religion to kind of help us guide it through, but no one really actually fucking knows. But when I tell you, but when I tell you, sometimes I feel the spirits around me, baby, I believe in that. And I don't know what it is. It could be something spiritual or it can be a the fuck. It could be purely alien and scientific like the matrix, you know, it could, it could be that it could be that. I mean, we, it's fun to speculate. Who knows? Yeah. And, and, and it's okay. I think, I think part of the, part of the guessing game and figuring it out is what life is all about. And then you really don't know what happens until you get there on the other side. So Um, I totally agree. Like, I think that having conversations about this stuff, which I do on a daily and weekly basis, has really taken away my fear of death. And Mm -hmm. it's just I still don't I don't know what happens when we die, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I but just hearing a lot of different people's experiences with um, being visited by loved ones or Uh um, just various things like that. has made me feel like okay i think i understand some i understand that it's gonna be all fine everything's fine yeah it's not you know i i think we live on no matter what yeah Um, in one in one way or another and a big part of me is also a believer of like reincarnation and such just because i have a huge respect for eastern religions and faiths and um philosophies um, so do you but, think that your uh, cultural um, upbringing has informed your ideas of like ghosts, for example? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, we could go on for hours about this, but I, uh, yeah, at a young age, I realized what death was, and I realized, especially living in Indonesia, that um spirits are very important and uh ought to be respected and um and not dismissed um so yes i think uh i don't know there's something in my apartment i live in an old apartment (laughs) building we talked about i mean we haven't really talked extensively about it but like i know in my apartment this building was probably built maybe i'd say like in the 30s, which is very common in in uh, the part of LA that I live in, which is in Koreatown and, and most of Los Angeles, really. And what people, what many people don't realize is that LA has a very, very dark history. This is um, the Wild West, you know, mm-hmm. this is historically. So there was a lot of shit going down here that, that, that uh, you know, uh, crimes, murders, uh, the Black Dahlia, for instance, is but from, even is, to this day, is an LA story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and there was a period in time before before we even existed in this realm that you know LA was a, a very dark place. Lots of crazy, weird ass shit has happened here. The Alexandria Hotel, um, you know, the Black Dahlia. Uh, lots of um, urban myths and legends of spirits and and such happen. So I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if it's if it's if it's me. Uh, maybe I take too many edibles at night. 
Um, I don't, I don't know what the fuck it is, but shit be going down in my apartment and I am not, I'm not afraid of it. I think my understanding of death and my acceptance of, um, the existence of spirits calms me. It makes me feel like, you know what, if you ain't doing nothing, nothing, nothing bad to me, you know, if you're not uh, making me, if you're not possessing me in an evil way. Then we then we can live together. You, me, uh, uh, you know, me and the spirits in this apartment. We can live together just fine. We can coexist. As, Do you um, think that, as you had mentioned, edibles? I, I kind of have this theory that's like, if you're <laughs> if you're intoxicated, like because because people will tell me these stories, and then and then sometimes I'll hear people online be like, yeah, they were probably uh, high or whatever, and and I say, well. If your guard is down, you know, like mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. slightly intoxicated or whatever, you're not worrying about the things that we worry about all the time. And could that make the veil thinner to the other side? Like, could there actually be something to that? I think so. Yeah, I was really excited about American Horror Story this season, which is set in Provincetown. And Provincetown is a place that I frequent usually in the summertime when it's at its height, because it's a, you know it's a it's a gay mecca. Um, it's a place that um, you know really celebrates many artists, and I spend many of my summers there workshopping and learn and learning and and just overall having a great time and spending a beautiful summer in Cape Cod. And it's it's at the tip of Cape Cod, and. If you're unfamiliar, you can look at it at a map. Provincetown, Cape Cod itself is in the shape of a spiral, and Provincetown is at the very tip of it. Historically, it's the first place that the pilgrims, when they came to America from England, first landed. Because it is a virtual sandbar, it was almost impossible for them to grow and farm. And also, the weather was uh, far too cold for them to survive, so they, they... they were like, fuck this, we can't hang out here. This, this isn't working, we're going to move to Plymouth. Um, and so now Plymouth or Plymouth Rock is considered to be the first place where the pilgrims landed, when in actuality it was Provincetown. So if you can imagine, this is a place that has a lot of history. Yeah, There's graveyards there in the center of town. In fact, just across the street from the Stop and Shop, which is the, the, the grocery store there, most comparable to Vaughn's and Ralph's here. Uh, in California, but they have one there. And across the street, there's this graveyard and I would walk through it a lot, many times. Uh, in fact, I've made out with a boy once there late at night. And But uh, <laughs> the gravestones are so old that you can barely see what, what is um, chiseled onto them. Some of the graves are like, uh, I'm not kidding you, like 1600, oh 1700, 17 something, definitely 17, definitely 16. And, uh, you know, old, old graves. Well, because this is a summer town and because a lot of gays are hanging out, I was hanging out with a bunch of gays on a on a patio, all hanging out, drinking, enjoying our evening one night. And a friend uh, offered me some mushrooms, which I love. I, I find them to be quite nice, actually, and especially on a summer night in, in Cape Cod. So I took these mushrooms and I needed to walk back home which was on the other side of town, a very small town, you know, not, not so going across town isn't like miles and miles and miles. It's just like, I had to, I had to get back to my, to where I was staying. And it was very late at night. I want to say it, it was about three o'clock in the morning, you know, and there I was it's the time my mushrooms baby kicked in Mm-mm. and, and it was just in that nice coasting level where I was having a really fun time. Um, the wind um, that was coming off of the bay was causing this flapping sound against all the rainbow flags that were strewn across the, the street. You are painting a picture. Baby! Oh, yeah. And I was walking alone. And I knew how old this place was, of course. And there was no one on the streets. Just the sound of the flapping flags in the wind and through the trees. And about halfway through on the halfway point as I'm walking between my friend's patio and down the street to where I was staying, swear to God, there was nobody on the streets, but I felt the eyes. I felt like I was being watched by 
hundreds of people. Mm. I could not even describe it. I was like, oh my God, am I, am I terrified right now? No, I'm not. How can I be terrified? How, there, there's nothing threatening happening to me. It's just, it was just the sudden awareness that I was being watched and it wasn't anything human. It was just, it was entities, it was spirits, it was things, I w- it was maybe thoughts that were lingering, something. It w- I definitely felt eyes on me. Um, and I made it home safely, and I got into bed, I, and I went to bed, and then the next day, it, it stayed in my mind. I was like, wow. You know, so yes, I do think that certain, certain, um, especially nat- more natural substances like, like pot and 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 shrooms can be can definitely heighten um that awareness for sure so what's going on in your apartment because i've heard you talk a little bit about this yeah well a few things have happened i how long have you been there I've lived in this apartment now almost five years. Uh, previously, I lived in or um, I lived in West Hollywood, which even there too, you know, there's a lot of people who have who have broken dreams here, and people yes. who and and um, spirits that may or that may be lingering. Unfinished uh, business. That's unfinished, how I always think of yeah, it. Exactly, exactly. And I always kind of felt that in West Hollywood, but when I moved here into this apartment in Koreatown, the building was quite a bit older. And occasionally I will feel movement. I will feel presences. A door may open. And I and you can blame it on the wind. You can blame it on the creaking of an old building. You can blame it on, on various things. But I think a lot of those moments I'm really quite aware, especially when I fucking take an edible. I'm just like, uh-huh. whoa, what's that? Am I am I being paranoid? Well, one evening as I was um watching television i have a little sort of salon area uh, it's um it's a, a converted uh dining room that that connects to my kitchen and i hang out in this room a lot and it's got a lot of items a lot of paintings a lot of um i keep a lot of my um glittering rhinestone headdresses above me as a display and so it's mm-hmm. it's a bit of a clutter but it's an eclectic and very very romantic sort of room and I relax in this room a lot. And one evening, um, late, late, late in the evening, I was laying on my sofa watching whatever was on TV. And I have a painting uh, of Carol Channing. Yes. <laughs> Raspberries. <laughs> Raspberries. Uh, yeah, it's a painting of Carol Channing that that uh is in a, in a hallway that connects to my restroom and and this this is the room where i display a lot of paintings as well well nothing so in, in the five years that i've ever lived here uh, nothing has ever fallen or off that you know uh no, nothing but this full-on carol channing painting flew from one end of the hallway to the other and there it laid flat and I immediately knew that it was no coincidence. There's no way any sort of wind or anything could have knocked it off. Uh, it fell to the ground. So immediately I stood up to see what it was. And then I picked up the painting and I looked over at where the nail that, that held it to the wall. Um, there was the, the nail wasn't bent. You know, it's a, you would think it's an old crumbling sort of older building wall. Uh, the plaster mm-hmm. might have weakened. I thought of, of, of various reasons why this painting flew across the room. And there but it, it flew was. Across. It didn't just fall. It went a distance. It went a distance. Yeah, I would say it went at least like up to three uh, three yards from wall. Oh, my God. From wall to the other side of the door. And this is a, a smaller hallway that that, that wind could not have... Um, couldn't have affected it you know um also my bedroom is a is a place that i um always am a little uh <laughs> no i'm not afraid of it because i definitely find some fantastic relaxation and 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 i do bedroom things in that bedroom and i'm not afraid of it mm-hmm. but my boyfriend um was uh, 
we were asleep one night and um in the middle of the night he's like hey did did you feel that he's like i'm like what is everything okay and he's like no he's like it's everything's fine he's like but i literally felt someone sit on the corner of the bed on his side of the bed Uh. like on the very corner and i was like that is really interesting because while i was while i was away um in provincetown i had a friend staying here in this apartment and they mentioned the same thing in the bedroom they said that while in the bedroom they were convinced that someone had completely sat down their entire weight onto the bed and they felt someone on the edge of the bed. So something happened in this hallway that connects my room to the bedroom, to the, to the living space, but there's this one little nook and the, and this, this closet door too, that's in this particular hallway constantly opens on its own and I can slam it shut. I can put a thing on it, but, it constantly opens on me. <laughs> and this isn't scary to you? <laughs> Not really. I mean, <laughs> I don't really have a choice. I don't, I, I, I love this apartment and, I, and I, I respect and honor the history of it. I don't know exactly who lived in this apartment. Um, uh, you know, um, and uh, my neighbor, I live in a, in a complex that's very much, I'd compare it to like the Melrose Place, but with like, a bunch of queer gays um, over 30. And we, we you know, all, we often stroll around in the courtyard in caftans and Moroccan slippers. And, <laughs> and, and we talk and we talk a lot about the different things that happen within this building. And one of my, my one of my neighbors who has lived here longer than I have has mentioned the story of a little girl. Oh, here we go. <laughs> he what said that this? there's a, I don't know. He says, yeah, he's like, you're not the first one to ever experience anything. In fact, there's a story that that's told quite often with a lot of the tenants that there's either they hear the sound of a little girl or they see the figure of like a little girl running around or um, so something there's a, there's a child spirit perhaps somewhere in here. Um, I'm but not she a, hates I, Carol Channing or what? I don't know. I don't really <laughs> know. I think, um, I think she was just like, well, that one seems to be, the, it, it, was, it wasn't in a frame. So maybe she was being respectful and she's like, well, I want to fuck up the frame, a, a good frame. You know, maybe she was right, being, maybe, maybe, maybe she's a considerate ghost who, who um, appreciates the antiques that I have in here. Because it was really one that was unframed. It was just a canvas of a Carol Channing flying across. Oh so I actually love <laughs> Hello, it. Hello, Dolly. Uh, until I feel threatened by it. Um, you know, will I move? But no, I'm I'm actually fascinated by it, and I am I almost prefer my my buildings um, with a little bit of a little bit of ghost flavor in it. You know, is the, do you have any interest in doing a séance or getting someone in there and and you know maybe a medium or something like that? Yes, I think about that, um, and I um, you know, and I've done some research through friends. I've asked about it, and one day I will. It's not a priority. Again, it's not anything that I'm afraid of, and until it, it does scare me, um, that, then then I'll take those those measures. But otherwise, I'm fine with it. I, I actually find it quite like sweet. Is that? Yeah, I find that beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, I. I if I was to have a ghost, I would want one like that. I, I don't have one currently. Um, I, I understand why people find that stuff creepy. And, mm-hmm. and I think that people's upbringings or what they learn from horror movies or whatever can inform how they feel about stuff like that. Some people might interpret, oh, my God, they threw a painting. That means that this, this is a demon and they're going to try to kill me or, you know, whatever. But it seems like you have a pretty good grasp on it. And, uh, and yeah. you, you know your, your gut instincts around it. And it sounds like it's a really sweet thing. Yeah, I'm not afraid yet. It hasn't done anything really threatening. Um, uh, so I'm I'm okay with it. But I I also you know I'm I'm an uh, I'm an a crazy crazy vintage and thrift shopper. Same. Crazy crazy about it my entire life. And when I pick 
clothing or items, um, you know, whether it be furniture or whatever, I always, always think about who previously owned it. And in mm -hmm. some ways, I'm, I'm even more fascinated to know that, you know, um, that I'm taking the things of, of people who have passed. Um, right. For instance, when I lived in West Hollywood, out of the closet, had a series of dresses, all sort of like lycra-ish, um, of a certain style and length, and, um, they, and it belonged to one person. I knew it right away that it belonged to one person because it was all the same size, and they all yes. had a lot of pizzazz and flair to it, and it just so happened that that week or the previous week before those things appeared at Out of the Closet, Hollywood Line, Hollywood Lawn passed away, <gasps> who was a big... Warhol uh, legend. Right. And I firmly, Superstar. firmly believe that... Because I've met Hollywood Lawn, and I firmly believe that uh, many of those those dresses that, were, that I found there um, probably belonged to her. And... Um, and uh, if they did or they did not, I, I don't know. My, my strong, my, my feeling says that they belong to her. So I like to, you know, when I, when I hold those items or have those items in my possession, I always think about the previous owners. And, and, and a lot of them, you know, may have died, you know, and they would have probably been really quite happy to know that I took over those things and that I own those things and will wear them proudly and showcase them in one way or another. So, yeah. so I definitely have like, like cozy, sentimental feelings to uh, other people's belongings. Um, do you, so do you do any, cause I, I, they call me the bargain bin beauty Ross dress Velez, And I am, I have yes. spent years in a thrift store and antique store and all the stuff. Mm -hmm. And People love to tell me all the time that you need to burn some sage around it. You need to light some Palo Santo. You need to do something to mm -hmm. cleanse it of its previous energies. And I sometimes will tell people, yeah, I do that. And maybe I have once or twice, but... I sometimes nah. I'm like I I want to just risk it. I want to I want to I want to I want a little bit of that story, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, if I have a a bundle of sage around, occasionally I'll you know, light it up and do a stroll around my apartment and say a prayer and an incantation or or whatever I think works at that moment. But it's not a it's not a priority for me. I'm not like yeah, everything has to be cool. well. They might need to be thrown in a washing machine. That's for damn right. sure. <laughs> <laughs> you do tarot as well, right? I dabble in it. I've I, I you know I'm I'm always so fascinated with all of those things, and I um you know and I collect tarot um, cards. And you have your own deck, right? I do have my own deck. Yeah, I do. And you can you can purchase them at rajagemini.com. If you go to my Instagram, oh, it's in my store there. But but yeah, my fascination with tarot came from uh, the first reading I ever had, which was probably 1993. And um, and I and I, uh, you know, was fascinated. And so fans, people, friends will always buy me different types of tarot. And I have I have quite uh, a collection and a stack that's built up and, and I love them. I love them for the art and I love them for the guidance and, and it's a tool, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tool and it can be fun. So, you know, Do you view it as like, um, spirits guiding it or, you know, that kind of a thing. I think so. Yeah, definitely. It really, it really, yes, absolutely. I think, I think it's just sort of manifesting and inviting it, uh, invi inviting that, that concept when you use these tools, you know? Um, so yes, I do believe in that. I do. Do you have, um, do you have any stories working at like haunted venues? I've been shocked sometimes mm. to hear, um, like drag performers or nightlight performers tell me stories of like haunted dressing rooms or haunted clubs or things like that. Have you ever had anything like that? Um, I, I wouldn't say that I've had any incidences that, 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 uh, you know, that, I, that I would say was like pretty significant in saying, oh my God, there was a ghost in this one dressing room or in this club. But uh, in, uh, there's definitely moments when I walked into a room 
or a dressing room or a club where I'm just like, oh shit. Wow. Uh-huh. Some something happened here. Something something tells me that something tells me in my heart, in my bones, in my spirit. You know, you walk in and you get the chills and you're and I've even asked club owners as I walked in, I'm like, how old is this building? And they'll, and they'll tell me and they'll be like, and, I, and I'll just ask them like, are there any like um, moments or stories of ghosts or anything? And they're like, Oh yeah. I'm uh-huh. like, I, I'm like, I fucking knew it. I'm like, you, you can just tell when you go into a place and you, and there's, there's a certain thing in the air and I don't always know how to describe what that feeling is. It's just, it's a presence. It's like, you're not alone. You know, you're uh, other than the, the living people that are, obviously they're with you there's definitely other spirits and other um um there there's something there there's and it it almost becomes emotional too when you walk in and you feel that does that happen to you i can't think off the top of my head i've had more experiences with like theaters than um, clubs. I feel like whenever I'm working at a club, I'm always so distracted by so many things and I'm usually not alone. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard for me to pick up on stuff when I'm around gigantic personalities. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I can't Mm -hmm. like pick up on, on uh, energies that aren't connected to a human. Uh, But I, 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 Jasmine masters. She told me that, um, that place in Orange County, I believe it was called Velvet. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Santa Ana. That mm-hmm. that that uh, dressing room was known to be very haunted. Interesting. I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder what it was. I don't know. Jasmine. I, I really, Jasmine I also smokes a shit ton of weed. So <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Is it is it just stoner paranoia or? I don't there, know. I think there might be something to it. I think that there's <laughs> something to smoking weed and seeing ghosts. But okay, so do you have any other stories that you'd like to share? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's kind of well. It's a long story. Well, no, it's not. Okay. So when I was I'm living sorry. when I was living in Bali, um, which is where I grew up in Indonesia. There's a particular holiday there called Nyepi. Um, And Nyepi happens once a year. And it is pretty much what would be the Balinese Hindu equivalent to Day of the Dead. Oh, wow. And it is a very respected holiday there. And um, everyone takes pretty much the week off. And you're uh, you're enforced to not use electricity to not use power to stay off of the streets it's like a like a like sort of what the pandemic was a lockdown it's a lockdown and um and there's only certain allotted areas and times of day for prayers and for uh the ceremonies and rituals that are involved it's a it's a hindu holiday but um but the idea behind it is that it is the one time in the year where the spirits uh return and um and the silence and the quiet is something that's required to not disturb or agitate any negative spirits i think that's how it works but i was i was very much a small kid when this when this happened and my older sister rahana who's three years older than me um you know i was probably about six or seven and um, my parents decided that that we would we would so, somehow cheat because my, my you know we're pretty much Westerners. Like my mom grew up mostly in the U.S., so she was like, "Be damned if we can't watch TV and have some air conditioning in this you know tropical country." So we foiled all the windows like tweakers, uh, <laughs> put cardboard, <laughs> you know, and we we pretty much like in the evenings would lock ourselves into our parents' room and we would, we would, you know, cause there, there was, there was, there was uh, surveillance and security on the streets that would make sure that people weren't acting up or causing any kind of ruckus or noise or, and that they were actually abiding by these particular rules and laws of Nyapi. So um, a lot of, a lot of expats and uh, you know, 
non-Indonesian people would actually go to hotels and stay during this time and leave their homes and inhabit hotels because that was the only place that where electricity and such was allowed. So anyway, my uh, older sister Rohana and I decided that we were going to sneak out of the room and we were going to go grab something from our bedroom. Mm. And, and the entire house is dark. Now, if you can imagine... Uh, Indonesia, this is probably late 70s, early, early, early 80s, 1980, perhaps. Um, you know, and we were two little kids running around in a very dark house with only the sound of nature around us, including crickets and frogs. And, you know, this is Bali, it's lush. So, uh, and the sound of nature happening around us. And so we we're, we snuck into our bedrooms to get whatever toy we wanted. And then we decided we were just going to stay and kind of be rebellious. And so the two of us crawled uh, under our bed and hung out there and we just giggled, you know, you know, like you would do, like when you're, when you create a fort with your cousins or your family members or whatever, and you would just kind of be giggling underneath, you know, the, the structure mm -hmm. and we were underneath the bed. And uh, till today, my, my sister Rohana and I will, will, tell this story often um and she's like uh she remembers i remember my mom calling us like what are you guys doing get back in here and so we were like we were scared shitless we were like oh my gosh and and the sound of my mom's voice like shooting through the dark calling in english telling us to get back into the room and so we ran back you know we scurried into the room and we were terrified because we were like oh my gosh mom's gonna be so mad at us and we went into the room and she's like, and, and we were, you know, tiptoeing in because we didn't want to get in trouble. And we walked in and my mom's like, hey, what, what took you guys so long? And Rahana says, well, mom, didn't you call us? And she's like, no. She's like, I've been sitting here just hanging out. And my dad was in the room with her. And, and Rahana's like, no, we, we heard you yelling at us to get into the room. She's like, nope, not me. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't me so you know uh either my mom is lying to us which i don't think because my mom is all is all was is one of those people who's also very aware and intuitive of such things and till today you know decades later we still tell the story of how uh, whatever entity was in in the area didn't want us kids being bad and told us to get back into the fucking room in the dark and it was terrifying so there's that story as well <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> yeah yeah um it's always very... interesting too when i hear these stories where it's like some spirit or whatever is doing an impression of yes somebody. yes yes and i and i think that 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 does exist i think that is something that happens quite often and and that's yeah. exactly what the story is about it was something mimicked um, um, you know, my mother's voice to, to give us the message like, hey, don't fuck around. Go get back in there before the, before something gets you. So I don't know if you heard during the it was like very early pandemic. There was the story that people in this village in Indonesia mm -hmm. were volunteering as ghosts to oh, keep yes. people off of the street. They were dressing as ghosts to keep people off of the street and to keep them inside. So if people were wandering out, they would spook them and scare them back into the house so that they wouldn't be spreading COVID. That is a real thing. That is a real thing. I remember that. And I, and I, and I, and I saw the, the uh, image of the ghost and I forget what they're called, but the, the particular way of uh, wrapping dead people there uh looks a lot like how you would roll a joint like there's a really? knot there's a knot there's a, a knot or a twist on like you would roll the body into a sheet like a burrito and then you would twist uh -huh. or knot the top and bottom where the feet and head would be and the only thing that would be left exposed is the face and that that's kind of like the traditional burial uh, shroud, I suppose. And so I forget what they're called. I think they're, they're called Pochong or something like that. There's a name for it. But when I saw that article and I saw the image of it, that was something that people that pe people are actually fearful of 
it, it's because it's real. They, because a lot, many, many cult, many parts of Indonesia believe that that uh, spirits will take on a very physical form, and 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 not just in the ghost spirit way, but it it'll come and get you. So yeah, that, that I'm really, looking it up. It is um, P O C O N G. Yeah, pochong. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what it's called. It's called pochong, and it's like, and they bounce. They like they pop, you know, because they're they're tied in their shrouds, and instead of floating, they they literally hop and chase you. And uh, oh my god! And uh, <laughs> hey, it works. I guess yeah, it, it kept the it people totally inside. Worked kept their asses at home they were like let's scare them it's like it's it's equivalent to like you know a white sheet you know with two holes in it so sure can i uh play you some ghost voices yeah where'd you find these at um well let me introduce this little segment real quick it's time for EVPs or EV please. <laughs> so, Raja, this is what I do. I go to YouTube and I look up EVPs. Do you know what that is, EVP? No. It stands for Electronic Voice Phenomena. It's when ghost hunters believe oh. they've captured a ghost speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be from any kind of recording device, really. And uh, there's thousands of, of clips of this on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And some of them are EVPs. Some of them are EV police. Mm-hmm. And, um, are any of them EV I- oddly? winner of rupaul's drag race um no i don't believe they are but i will um i'll play you two of them and um i'll play it for you and then i'll have you guess and i'm gonna give you a multiple choice and one of them is what these particular ghost hunters believe the ghost is saying so uh both of these are from a youtube channel called Team S E R T, and mm. this first one is at Penhurst State School, which oh I believe my. is in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and I don't know; it's kind of <laughs> sexy. I don't know. Tell me if you hear anything here. Okay. Wait, I'll play it again. It's like a whisper. There is some background noise, but it's like a whisper. All right. Play it again. Yeah. Okay, okay. I heard hot snatch. Hot snatch. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me give you some options because that is not it. No, um, I fucking no, heard hot I'm snatch. Sorry. And I, c- I could see, you know, a, a spirit wanting, missing some hot snatch and just needing <laughs> it. So. What well, is it? A. You look crunchy. It could be a shady ghost. <laughs> Is it B, balcony? Is it C, they all can see? Ew. Or is it D, Carol Channing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Carol Channing, I think. <laughs> Wait, play it again. Let me hear. What were... Okay, okay. Okay, now I hear Carol Channing. <laughs> I'm still hearing Hot Snatch. I hear Hot okay, Snatch. Okay, well, they believe it is they all can see, which oh. that's a creepy thing, like a ghost being like, oh, my God, these ghost hunter people can see us. Like, uh, okay, yeah. Okay, oh, I yeah. Yeah, I could hear they that. They all that... can see. Yeah. Okay, this next one. So both of these I actually just played at my live ghosted podcast that I did at Casita del Campo here in L.A. And um, I this next one is one of the funniest things I've ever found. Maybe it's because I've spent so many hours of my life looking for EVPs and I've never found one quite like this. Uh, I don't know if my audience found it as funny as I did, but I happen to be uh, I happen to stumble upon this jewel and it kills me okay the the title of this video says investigator breaks wind 
And then a ghost <laughs> says something after the fart that you will hear. And um, <laughs> this is at the Elks Lodge in Tamaqua, Pennsylvania. Oh, and God. so you're going to hear a fart and then resist laughing and listen in for a ghost replying to the farts. All right, here we go. <laughs> That's a whole thing. <laughs> Wait, do it again. Do I it again. think I think that somebody farted and they heard some kind of noise and they are like, "Damn it, we have to keep the fart in." Um, <laughs> also, P.S. I played this for Jackie Beat, uh, and she she thought that this was like a viral video that was going. I'm like, no, Jackie. There's like 115 views on it, and like uh, at least 100 of them are from me watching this over and over again. Um, it's just a video I found online. <laughs> but okay, there's a fart and then a a ghost saying something allegedly. Here we go. <laughs> I'm more obsessed with the fart noise I because too. I because I'm still a, a junior a 12 year old 13 year old boy in middle school. Same. Oh my god, that that part is epic. I don't know that I even hear any words from coming from i hear a noise but i, I don't, don't know if i, I hear any words i don't even know if i can fart that loud i don't think my <laughs> i don't think i don't think my i have enough like passage i don't have a very uh i don't my, my ass doesn't have a lot of volume so so there's not a lot of like um space for air to pass through to create that that wonderful rattling sound I wow. think that this uh, ghost center just wants to show off that fart. All right. So do you, do you have any guesses for what that ghost is saying after that fart? It sounds like it was like um, fart sound then went to like, like sheesh or, or yuck or. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like an, yeah. Uh, a dis, uh, an unpleased sound. Um <laughs> <laughs> not approving of that fart. Uh, well, let me give you some options. Is it, so the fart happens, and then is it A, damn, that smells bad. Is it B, oh, shit, wait, I just accidentally <laughs> clicked play on it. <laughs> is it B, I don't like that. Is oh. it C, it's got a kick to it. <laughs> or D, who's playing the trumpet? All right, let me play it again and tell me if you hear one of those. I think they. I think it was fart sound. Then they said Carol Channing. <laughs> <laughs> um, they believe it is. I don't like that. <laughs> oh my god. Which I I kind of hear. Wait, let me just one more time. (laughs) All right, here it is. Oh, maybe. I don't like it. I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh. They think it's I don't like it or I don't like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I think. I do. You think that ghosts, like you know, spirits from another realm, can smell or have any disapproval of, of human bodily functions? I don't know. I'm sure they can hear because you know <laughs> people will say, "Are you here?" and then they reply. So I'm sure they can hear your farts. I believe. I have this theory. I've said before that I believe that farts are the ghost of food. Because, you know, food has died in your body and it is now coming out in another form. Oh, my God. And so there might they they might appear it might appear like like an actual green cloud to a ghost. I don't know. I don't know either. Wow. So many questions. Part of the mystery of life, you know, the the big secrets, the big questions we ask. Um, Have you ever been ghost hunting? Uh, Not in, no, not intentionally. I I, like, you know, like I said, I, I, um, 
spend a lot of time in Provincetown, and one of the things that they do is they have a ghost tour that you can. Oh, yeah. It's a walking tour, and there's a, you know, and there's a, um, a, a a guide, and she's wearing a cape, and she's holding a kerosene lantern, and she as she guides the people through, um, you know, for for the ambiance and experience. Always wanted to do that. I and also I always wanted to go on the ghost tours that they provide on the Hollywood tours. You know. Like when oh, you go to yeah. Hollywood Boulevard and they and they have like all these tours for visitors to go see and they go to specific places that are known to be haunted or certain um, crimes, murders have happened, um, you know. So those things I've always, always wanted to go to, but I don't always. It's just a lot it. of times I feel like th- like ghostly things don't happen on them. They're yeah. fun. It's uh-huh. especially if you're like on a trip someplace and you want to learn about like the the dark history of the place or whatever. But uh, for most of the time, I feel that you're not going to see a ghost or hear a ghost react to your farts or anything like that. But you'll maybe hear a couple of good stories. Well, yeah. I mean, especially in Hollywood, if they, you know, they're always telling you that they're going to take you to a celebrity's home and stuff. And and you're going to, you might see the celebrity, but you probably won't, you know? Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah. Well, Raja, you have been a true dream. You've been a dream <laughs> guest for a while. I mean, we have a billion mutual friends, and I'm always weird about like asking friends to like hook me up with their friends. But um, I've I've just waited for the right moment. I happen to you know what that you know what that's you. you know what that's called. It's called what networking. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I love a I love a good network, but I don't want to be like, hey, can you like give me your friend's number or whatever? I don't know. It's just like weird. So I've just like waited for the right time. I told myself one day I'm gonna run into Raja and if it comes up, it comes up because yes. I've you've been a dream guest for a long time and you've made my dream come true. Uh, well, you know what? I, I believe I believe in timing. I believe that uh, you know, when we meet people at certain times and finally get to reach out and have the conversations we or, or whatever, when you just, you know, get to what you know, it is it, it is what it is and, and timing is everything. So we just happened to run into each other at Hamburger Mary's the other afternoon and and, and here we are together talking about uh. paranormal activities. So can you tell people where to find you? You can find me at my Instagram. It's at Sutan Amrul, which is my birth name. Um, and um, and usually Instagram will tell you. Instagram is really kind of the only thing I use now. I don't use Facebook as much anymore, if ever. Um, but yeah, that'll tell you where, where I'm at, where I'm touring. And you can find my merch. You can, you know, uh, we'll certainly be advertising and showcasing this conversation that we're having now on my instagram mm. so you thank know. you and let's not forget the pod let's tell people there's my that. podcast very that yep it's part of the mom podcast team which was created um uh, through willem and alaska and big dipper and um one, one of the great joys of my week is to get to record my podcast with delta so Pay attention to it's one that. One of the joys of my week too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, other than that, yeah, that's pretty much. And I'm still fashion photo review once in a while, trying to wean myself a little bit off of that. On so, YouTube, right? Yeah, um, yeah, not weaning myself off, but I just think that there's uh, room for other queens. So I'm enjoying seeing people like Nikki Doll and Alexis Mateo participate in the process. But I still do that. And uh, yeah, there's various things that I do. Mm -hmm. Well, Raja, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. This was such a fun conversation. Thank you so much to Raja. Oh, that was magical. If you want to hear a little bit extra, go to patreon.com slash rajdresveles. On my second tier, you can hear me talking to Raja about various unexplained phenomena. And this week, I also posted a video on my first tier of me talking about, uh, well, it's, it's a video of me and my experience at Elvira's auction. Elvira, my idol, uh, Cassandra Peterson, auctioned off a bunch of iconic stuff and... Um, You'll see my experience with that in that video. You know, something I should point out, I took off Thanksgiving 
And I, the week before, I, I told you that I was going to take off Thanksgiving. And then I started getting all these messages and people in the Facebook group and DMing me and emailing me. Where are you? Are you okay? I hope something bad didn't happen to you. And I told you I was going to be gone for just a week. And uh, so I'm fine. I'm back, obviously. And I did post a full-length episode on Patreon. But uh, I'm going to be doing the same exact thing uh, over the holidays. I'll, I'll be doing it uh, the 30th, the last weekend, or last Thursday of, of December. I will also be taking off the week from this main feed. Uh, so you have been warned. <laughs> I will be fine. You will be fine. And I appreciate that you guys care about me so much. Please be subscribed to the show and rate it five stars wherever you rate a podcast five stars and tell your friends about it. Join our Facebook group called Ghosted by Roz Dresvelez. Send me some stories at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com or in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Instagram at Roz Hernandez. Cameos, those are a great gift for Christmas time. I'm on there at Roz Drez Velez. And that's enough out of me. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Starbanes Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.